This episode is brought to you by Meow Wolf. Manifest unique family memories at Meow Wolf Denver. Quantum travel is the most comfortable way for Earthers of all ages to explore a playground of imagination. And why visit just once when this immersive experience reshapes every time you enter? C Street is my favorite because C Street has this vibe of like 80s dystopian. There's like slime coming down the walls and there's weird posters. And then of course, the secret club. With the annual Portal Pass, drop by Convergence Station as much as you want for less than the cost of two adult tickets. So if you plan to go twice, it's worth it. Plus, enjoy discounts, special offers, and so much more. Get the annual Portal Pass and spend quality space time with your favorite Earthers today. Learn more at MeowWolf.com. That's MeowWolf.com. Today on CityCast Denver. If food halls die, will food truck parks be next in line to replace them? Why you still can't get a table at Casa Bonita and maybe don't want one anymore? Plus, our picks for where to celebrate National Dessert Day and some recommendations for your upcoming weekend. Today is Thursday, October 12th. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. It's time to talk food and fun. Newsletter editor and our resident foodie, Peyton Garcia, is here. Hi, Peyton. Hey, Bree. And producer Paul Caroli is joining us as well. Hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. So <laughs> our first story is, as it has been for at least a year, if not more, is Casa Bonita. Um, by the time you hear this recording, we will have been there as a group. We are going tonight. Um but recently, this week, actually, uh, Colorado Public Radio dropped a feature interview with Chef Dana Rodriguez, known as Loca, um, for Hispanic Heritage Month. Peyton, but, but uh, I guess because we're we're talking about Dana and we're still talking about Casa Bonita, where are you with where are you at with Casa Bonita, Peyton? How are you feeling? Um, I'm so excited to go there tonight and check it out for myself. Um, I mean, I went to the media preview, but we were really limited in what we were allowed to see and we didn't get to try any of the food or take any pictures or really experience it in any kind of way. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I don't know. I think if you would have asked me that question a week ago when like I didn't know we were going to Casa Bonita as a group, I maybe would have answered <laughs> differently. But like right now in this moment, I'm very jazzed. So being jazzed might override the fact that you've kind of been over it. <laughs> Talking about it at any know. rate. I don't I, I, really know how I feel about it, to be honest. I feel the same way. I, that's exactly where I'm at. Is like, I feel like we've gone through this whole hype cycle around the opening. And now that is like over. I feel no hype. And mm. like, I don't even, it doesn't even feel like pressure to me to maintain the critical distance that I tried to maintain throughout <laughs> the whole rollout of this new Casa Bonita 2.0. But I think, I think it's done. I think the hype is over and the restaurant's still not even open yet. At which I feel like we don't have a straight answer as to why, right? Yeah. It's all yeah. speculation. Ryan Warner, I think, asked Dana about this in the interview. Yeah, it was and really it was just kind <laughs> of like very vaguely like we're ro just rolling it out, you know. We're still yeah, they just keep saying we're trying to do things slowly so that we do things right. And but, like, I mean, no offense, but like how much more time do you need? We all know how Cost Bonita works now. <laughs> yeah, I know every single detail. Like that was what I took from this interview. Like, boy, are we yeah. scraping the barrel with this place? Like I yeah, I thought that way too. Uh, I was like <laughs> 
the, the she needed to put uh, she put shrimp on the menu because it takes so long for servers to get from the kitchen to the tables in the very far corners. Uh, yeah. A nice cold shrimp dish would would hold up over that long five to seven minute walk. Was... And I'm reading that and I'm thinking like, oh my Why god, do I I've care? never known more about how a restaurant works than this place. Also, the one okay. That part was like, why are you telling us this? The interesting part to me was the testing of running food from the line to the the literal caverns of Casa Bonita. Like, can you get to the last seat in the mine and the food still be good? And apparently, according to Dana, it still is. So, yeah, Paul, I, I'm I, I'm with you guys. I'm I'm like, OK. Yeah, no, we know we know, enough, do- we know enough about it. I wonder if we'll feel differently after we've gone. Although you've gone, Brie. And it was awesome. And I'm excited to go again uh, because we were the last seating. And so I, a lot of the stuff was closed, like the magic show what? and the puppet show, which, yeah. And my husband, Greg, said the puppet show is so good and so funny. It's like, I don't even want to tell you the premise or the story. It's like something you wouldn't expect. But um, that's the part I'm looking forward to is seeing the full functioning thing that I didn't get to see when I went. So. Oh, I'm going to be such a terror tonight. I'm going to ask so many questions. I'm going to look in every nook and cranny. I'm going to find every detail that has not previously been found. Like this, this is the, finally the time for all that work to pay off. I am hoping um, that we can find the VIP room, which I have a friend. The rumored that, VIP room. The rumored VIP room. My friend who does HVAC when he was working on it said, oh, there's a VIP room. Like, it's it's something that they added in in conjunction with adding the new ticketing space and all that stuff. So, who gets maybe it though? We can find it. Who well, that's what I asked. VIP I said, room? I I I was talking to my friend Ryan about it. I was like, Ryan, so is that like where Ed Sheeran was? Because he, you know, he went to Costa Bonita ah, one here, yeah. and he was like, Oh no, he goes, Ed Sheeran was at a table by the waterfall because I was right by him. He was just like a regular civilian. <laughs> so I I think the speculation is it's where Matt and Trey go. So it's just like their hangout. It's not like it's like a green get to go. It's like a green room at a venue to me. It's what it sounds like. But we know nothing. So Hmm. if you know anything about the VIP room, please let us know. I have one theory about the VIP room. This just occurred to me the other day. Um, You know, because because I've been reading about how there's some people in the the weed industry who are like talking about changing the rules around hospitality and like where you can smoke. Yeah, I was thinking South or Casa Bonita is still invite only, which means they probably could qualify for a public consumption Pri- license. So maybe this VIP uh, room is just, you know, toked in. Dude, <laughs> that would be pretty sick, Bro. to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I think that would... If I could Blazing get like a VIP tour, yeah, where you get to like toke it with Black Bart and then wander around and like really like immerse yourself that'd be pretty sick i'm into that i say idea. i'm i'm over the casa bonita hype except i regularly have dreams about visiting it so what does that say <laughs> we'll, work oh my God. we'll talk about it over uh, enchiladas yeah we'll report back we'll report back okay um our next story is actually just down the street on west colfax and it comes to us from business den uh the news is that danny newman uh, savior slash co-owner of my brother's bar and the Mercury Cafe. My brother's bar just celebrated 150 years, by the way, you guys. Big ups. What? That's amazing. I didn't even know Denver's like barely that old. Um, and he's opening a new business on a lot that he actually bought five years ago. And I read a description of what he originally was going to do with it, which was going to be called the Colfax Country Club. It was going to have a pool. It was going to be all this crazy stuff. But 
Fast forward to now, it is now going to be a, quote, mashup of a traditional neighborhood coffee shop and a food truck park. So the coffee shop will operate in the 12,000 square foot uh, building, and then the food trucks will sort of park around outside, like a food truck roundup, but a more permanent version of that. Um, What do you guys think about this? Peyton, I'm I'm eager to hear the food truck lot. I I don't know what to make of that. I've never been to something like that. Well, it's interesting because Brie made a point to me when we were chatting on Slack yesterday about, so we last, last week we talked about the demise of food halls, right? And are, are, have they hit their peak? Are they going down? Um, Mm -hmm. And then she kind of, she asked me, are are food truck parks the new thing? The new food hall? Is that going to replace food halls? And that was so interesting. I, I kind of think, yes, I think food truck parks are really cool. Um, I like them. I Although, you know, I think that they're more fun in theory than they are in real life because <laughs> I, I have this idea of like, oh my gosh, I get to try all sorts of different food. But realistically, you go there and you're not going to spend money at every food truck because that's just not feasible. And you end up picking the truck that has the smallest line. And um, I don't know. They're, they're, they're not as cool, I think, in person as they are in theory. That said, I do think that they're what's popular right now. Um, and I think mixing that with a coffee shop is a really good um, combination for Genius idea success. to me. Yeah. 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 Although right. I looked what, on what the map you... and it, it looks like there's other coffee shops in that sp- space, that area. Oh, for sure. Oh, really? Because I, I was looking at the map, that strip of West Colfax, it's like there's not a lot of places that I like to eat over there. There's no. not destinations that draw me there. I know. They closed my favorite spot, Dino's Italian Food, so... I'm looking forward to something new being there. Paul, what do you think about the food truck park idea, like the food truck roundup, a place where food trucks will regularly be gathered? Uh, I don't know. Kind of like the mobile food hall. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would uh, if I would bet on it personally as a business um, because mm. the weather, you know, where are you going to mm. sit? Is, is this a, is yeah, this a three-season business or a, like in the winter – I'm not going to be going out to a food truck to wait in line and then to sit on a picnic table. I'm going to People go to Red Rocks going somewhere in else. like December. The winter <laughs> that's months, true. that's a good point, Paul. I didn't think about that. So they'll have they'll have a slump like like any place does in the winter, right? Yeah. We're, the I... real the real takeaway from this story for me is uh Danny Newman was ahead of the curve on the, the oh, golf-themed sure. bar idea. If he was thinking about doing a country club concept five years ago before the pandemic, that was before this huge wave of all these golf-themed I bars know. we've seen pop up, he could have been the one. He well, he was one. too busy trying to save another business. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, more food conversation and events for your weekend. And we're back. Uh, This Saturday is officially National Dessert Day, which is actually just a flimsy excuse for us to talk about desserts and share our favorite places to go out for dessert. Uh, I am so interested to hear what you both say because I have a conundrum around this this situation. But uh, Peyton, is there a place that you love to go to get dessert? Yeah, my uh, my answers are going to be probably pretty disappointing, Brie. Um, as somebody who <laughs> <laughs> dessert is my favorite food group, it's my favorite meal of the day. I have breakfast dessert, lunch dessert, 
dinner dessert. Sometimes I have dessert after my dessert. I love sweet things. Um, that said, there isn't anywhere. I mean, and granted, I'm out in the burbs, so there's not really anywhere special or dessert focused that I go to out here. I think it would be different if I was in the city. That said, um, I shared with you guys a list from this like local blogger, um, travel lemming, Laura Fallon. She's a Denver local. Anyway, she shared a list of um, her favorite dessert places and it, it covered a lot of them. Um, and the reason I bring that up is she had a bunch on there that I, I have heard great things about that I really want to try. Like D-Bar sounds like it is my freaking Wait, you've never jam. been to D-Bar? I've never been to D-Bar. You're a dessert freak and you have I never know. been okay, to D-Bar. Okay, in my defense, I didn't even know it existed until like nine months ago oh. when my girlfriend was like, I'm at D-Bar. And I was like, what's that? And now so, I'm determined to go there for my birthday. D-Bar is a dessert-centered restaurant, essentially. It's a restaurant for elaborate desserts. Paul, are you a D-Bar fan? Never been. Never been. Never been. I'm also oh, not a big dessert one. person at all. I was yeah. trying to think back through all my like time, all my time eating out and like going out for, I don't, my wife, Megan loves it. She'll order I was cookies just sometimes. Say. I like the insomnia cookies for a late night mm. cookie ordering option. Um, but you are just yeah. not a dessert guy. Th- that that yeah. hurts my soul, Paul. I mean, this is not an exaggeration. I will sometimes decide if I want to go to a restaurant based on their dessert menu. It's the first thing I look at when I sit down. Is the dessert really? Because I feel like so many restaurants have weak, a they little do. to no dessert game. They do. It's a, it's a big factor <laughs> in whether I want to be at that restaurant. But this, so there. But I do think Denver has a lot of really cool options. So like D Bar, like I said, I really want to go there. I've heard great things about Duffy Roll. People talk about Duffy Roll all the oh, time. I love Duffy Roll. I've never that's been more there. of a lunch. That's a breakfast coffee shop thing to me. But yeah, it's more of a bakery. Duffy. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, and then two other ones, Brie, that I know you've told me about, um, Azucar Bakery with like yeah, Mexican South- pastries. Yeah, on South Broadway. They also do cakes, like really beautiful, mm-hmm. elaborate cakes. And then also um, Devil's Food. You talk about that one a lot, too. Oh, it's on that little strip with uh, the cookery at Myrtle Hill. Oof. Yeah, not to, give, not to give away all of your dessert picks. Oh, and then the Inventing Room is the other one I really want to check out. I'm on their newsletter, so I get like... <laughs> I get Will you explain what that we explain what the inventing room is, Pay. I mean, it's honestly I'm I'm not super sure other than it's supposed to be like a Willy Wonka experience. So you go in and they make all these they like use um like the 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 dried ice and the nitrogen oh, and the liquid so nitrogen like gastro. and um, yeah, so they do all sorts of like just like really crazy dessert exper- experiments um, and you get to try it all and it's just really wild. And they do these themed nights. So like right around Halloween, they do a lot of like spooky themed stuff or Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, they've done Harry Potter ones in the past. Uh, it, it sounds really fun. Um, That's like a novelty thing. Yeah. To me. This is not like where you go for a good. I don't know. Well, I mean, I not know. that it's not good, but it's like it's more about the experience. Or is it? Like I don't know. I guess we'll never know. We'll I want to shout out one place. One place yeah. that <laughs> makes a cake that is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I know we have a listener who works there. So this is also a shout out to that listener at the Wooden oh. Spoon on 32nd uh, on the north side. Um, their carrot cake. Spoon. I will go out of my way for that <gasps> carrot cake. It's so okay. moist and yes. beautiful and the cream cheese frosting. And then okay. they have like uh, smashed up walnuts that they crust mm. the outside with. So you get a little bit of texture in each bite. Great cake. You just perfectly described what a good carrot cake is, so I trust you. Has to yeah. be moist, has to have cream cheese frosting. Yeah. 
the wooden, where's the wooden spoon? Were you, sorry, you said 32nd? Down the street from the oh. Holiday Theater. Yeah, it's in the Highlands. Oh. I went there with Paul. Um, I was just there the other night and I walked, I must walk right by it. I went oh. there with Paul when I was on maternity leave and we met up and it was, I was so impressed with it. It was very good. We should take you there, Brie. It sounds great. I want to eat that cake. Well, I actually wanted to pose a question to listeners because I am sort of at a loss for the dessert situation. Because for me, a lot of times I like to go out to dinner and then go somewhere else to have a nice cup of coffee and a dessert, kind of like finish the night because I'm not a bar person really. So Keith Garcia and I, a friend of the show, go out pretty often and that's like a thing we tried to do, but it's really hard to find a place that's open later that has good dessert, hmm. that has coffee, and has atmosphere. Like I hmm. I like I like a good atmosphere. I want I want booths. I want dim lighting. I want maybe, I don't know, Frank Sinatra playing. I just want like <laughs> I, I want a whole vibe. Paul, you know, Poppies, yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. restaurants. You know that vibe, right? I love Poppies. Their desserts are pretty good. They actually make good cookies. Something like poppies. They do make great cookies. I they oh do. my god. Yeah, you buy if a bag on the way a, out. That's yep. maybe that's my favorite dessert. Poppies, uh sack cookies full of go. cookies to go. <laughs> they have them on a table as you're leaving, and you can just buy a bag of cookies. It's amazing. But I'm like, I'm like, cookies are fine, but I, I poppies me for me more is that that atmosphere. So I am a person that was a fan of the Denver Diner. We used to go there a lot and do that. Breakfast King, same thing. Racines was also another spot where we did this kind of like post-dinner conversation, coffee, and a nice dessert. A good cake, a good creme brulee, a good tart. If anybody has recommendations for something like that, that is what I'm looking for. I think the hardest part about this is something that's open after 9 p.m. Yeah, that's a good call out. I want to I wanna know. Tall order. Yeah, it is a tall order. I acknowledge that. Well, as yes, we'll see. I'm a I'm a picky person. So if you have a recommendation for a good sort of post dinner dessert spot that's got a good atmosphere, um, give us a call on the <laughs> post dinner dessert hotline seven two zero five zero zero five four one eight. Tell me where to go. I want to try it. Time for the official CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend, as in maybe you'll see us there. Because as usual, there are so many cool things happening in Denver this weekend, but there's only one where you might see us. Pay rounds these up uh, in our newsletter every week. Hey, Denver. And she's got some top picks that we're going to go through and decide which one we think sounds the best. Pay, what do you got? Sure. Okay, so starting with Ghosts in the Gardens. This is happening all weekend. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Denver Botanic Gardens. And um, I guess I had no idea the gardens were really old. Did oh, you really? Know that? Yeah, apparently yeah. 100 years. Yeah. What? Designed I didn't by know that. notorious racist Sacco Rink de Boer. Yeah. Of the early 20th wow. century. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Also, I think you would think because their main structure, that gorgeous sort yeah. of, uh, are, you know, the concrete, brutalist, beautiful. I don't, I've been in it a million times. Their greenhouse, for lack of a better term, it's much more beautiful than that. It's not, it's, it's not that, it's not that old. So I would see where you might think, yeah. oh, the gardens couldn't I be had, that old. But. I had no idea. And apparently there's even um, rumors that there's some hauntings happening on the grounds there. So... 
Um, if you want to do Ghosts in the Gardens, you could buy some tickets. It's uh, $34 for general admission, $29 for members. And you stroll through the gardens uh, at night when it's all creepy and dark. And they'll have staff telling spooky stories at different locations. So it's self-guided. Mm. Um, but to kind of stroll and hit all of the different storytellers, they're saying it's like an hour and a half. Um but I don't know. I think that sounds really fun. And uh, you can hear some spooky stories, learn about the history of the gardens if you, like me, didn't know anything about that. Um, also, to point out, it is uh, literally on the other side of the fence from the gardens is Cheeseman Park, which was mm. a I bet cemetery. that comes up. Yeah. I'm, yeah oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure yeah. it does. That one sounds um, good, though, Peyton. I like that. That's a front runner for me. Yeah. That can I make fun. one? Can I make one correction to my... <laughs> to what I was saying. It's the Betcher Memorial Tropical Conservatory. It was designed in 1964 by Victor Hornbein and Ed White. Victor Hornbein was huge here. And it opened in 1966. So that's from the 60s. The garden itself is much older. Well, there's your fun architecture fact for the day. I just, you know, I wanted the people to like me to know that. Peyton, what else we got? Okay, so this one is fun. Um, (laughs) Saturday at 10.30 a.m. Do you know what's happening? I do. I know. Is it the zombie crawl? No. You, it's happening up in the sky, Paul. What is it? It's the solar oh. eclipse. It's the oh. solar eclipse that everybody's talking about, and nobody seems to have the same facts about when <laughs> the next solar eclipse is happening. I read, like, I read an article in Denver Post, 9 News, and CPR, and they all said different dates for when the next one is coming. One said, like, 2028, one said 2039, one said 2046. Oh. So I don't know. I'm sure there's some nuances <laughs> for what specifically counts as this annular eclipse but either way everyone's if been talking there was about some it. type of instrument or like scientific <laughs> discipline to study the movement of these mysterious orbs in the sky yeah so strange it's all witchcraft if I don't only. Know. yeah <laughs> um best thing about this is it's free and you can do it anywhere um it from denver it should be i think they said uh, we'll be getting a 78, I think is what they said, um, percent coverage. So you won't be seeing the full the, the eclipse in its full power here, but you'll still get to see part of it, which sounds really cool. Um, if you want to get a better experience, you can drive down to the four corners um, and Ooh. there's going to be a lot of pop-up events happening there. And the eclipse is actually, I think that one's like really high. It's like in the 90s for like the full eclipse experience. Um, And this is the like ring of fire eclipse. So the moon is like really far away from the earth right now and it'll pass the cross or pass the, uh, the, the path of the sun, but it won't cover the sun fully. So it'll just create a bright red ring. Anyways, there's lots of um, articles out there that you can read about. Um, if you feel up to It's a good to a free drive, option. Yeah, drive down to the Four Corners and um, you could check that out there. But wear your that. safety glasses because yes. it's not safe to look at the sun without them. Protect your eyes. Um, sure. My mom's boyfriend has like a whole trash bag full. Don't know where <laughs> he got them. They quote unquote fell off a truck and I he will that. be selling them <laughs> for like 20 bucks a pop downtown. So that's a that's a nice. hustle I admire. Find him. It. That's a hustle I admire. Okay. Okay. Next, Next one. Um, also on Saturday, uh, it's M- World Migratory Bird Day. 
Oh, well, Paul, yeah. this sounds like it's up your alley. Yeah, okay, <laughs> tell me more. Um, so, I don't know. I think typically World Migratory Bird Day, in my experiences with it, it's like you raise awareness because this is when birds, this is the season when birds are migrating, obviously, and there's like this lights out campaign where they teach you about turning off unnecessary lights at night so that you don't disorient birds and they run into stuff and they die and it's really sad. But um, that's not what this event is about. It is happening at the Majestic View Nature Center in Arvada and it's free heard of for that. all ages, happening 8 a.m. to noon. And um, you could learn all about bird conservation and birding and there's going to be bird walks every 30 minutes around the nature center and there's going to be bird banding which i had to look up and that's when you um when scientists put the little bands on the bird's legs so that they can you know study them or whatever apparently yeah they discourage you doing that just on your own that's that's frowned upon uh yes please yeah don't don't sorry about that you putting tape on birds' legs? Yeah, yeah, yeah do not that. do that unless you're a scientist, um, Paul. Uh, anyways, so yeah, that sounds cool. I don't know. I think deep down I want to be a birder because I always I highlight pay. stuff like this. But like it's just like too much. I just haven't committed yeah. to being involved. I feel you. So maybe this is if you want to test the waters. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. What, what's one? number four? Yeah. Okay. Number four is happening at the CSU Spur campus at the National Western Complex. Um, I have not gone there, but I hear it's a cool place to be, and they are hosting the Colorado Food Showcase. So you can come taste and buy products from local Colorado food entrepreneurs, where there's gonna be things like homemade sauces and baked goods and like fresh produce. Um, And it says, celebrate the tastiest food innovations across our state. Hmm. Okay. There you have it. 10, yeah. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm sure there'll be an educational component, too, with that whole yes. campus. That's their mission. And That's uh, kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. It's like all agriculture focused. That's huh. my yeah. thought, which is, that's actually what draws me to it. It's learning more about the agriculture and, and all that. So there okay. you have it. Ghosts in the so Garden, we- the Solar Eclipse, World Migratory Bird Day, and the Colorado Food Showcase. I'm leaning towards number one. Same but, here. I want to talk to those yeah, ghosts. <laughs> yeah, the Denver Botanic Gardens ghost sounds sick. Sounds incredible. <laughs> and their events are always well, great. Yeah, and usually when you're there at night, it's like for a show, so you're not wandering around. Or like, I guess when you do like the, I go to the light, the lights event, but um, this is like a cool opportunity to wander around the gardens at night. It sounds awesome. Yeah. I love it. I, I think that's a too. recommendation. That's is the that one for sure. For Easy. sure. Okay. Okay. So uh, the official CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend, is Ghost in the Garden at the Denver Botanic Gardens. Um, but there's way more recommendations where that came from. Peyton's got plenty more in our newsletter, Hey Denver, which you can subscribe to right now at denver.citycast.fm. Peyton, Paul, thank you so much. Thanks, Bree. Thanks, Bree. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed this show, why don't you take a minute to tell the ghost of Ruth Porter Waring about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter, Hey Denver, and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See you later. Was that weird or better?